everyone, and welcome to another Blastburn Radio Showdown Spotlight. I am your host, Jolly by Nature, and with me, as always, is our our Battle Boy, Messer Engine. How's it going tonight, Mess? I was not expecting the Battle Boy descriptor. I don't know how well I fit that, but I'm great. <laughs> uh, I'm real good. I, I'm a surprise boy right now. I don't know. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm definitely not Gallade, I can tell you that. <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad that you're doing okay, buddy. I'm I'm a little bit sick if I sound a little off or if I get a little punch drunk. I've had a pretty bad cold, so just kind of bear with me. If this is your first introduction to this series, welcome. Uh, in our Showdown Spotlight episodes, we aim to showcase a particular Pokemon, what makes it special and unique, and how it is best used in the competitive metagame, which includes both singles using the Smogon tiers as well as VGC doubles. We've released two previous episodes in this series. Our first episode discussed Gliscor and his best usage in the underused metagame, which is totally fucking worthless now, as Gliscor moved to overused in July. Uh, that's the nature of Smogon Tears, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> Last month, we did a really cool episode on Snorlax, which covered his usage both in singles in the rarely used tier, as well as in doubles in VGC 2018. So be sure to go back and check those out if you haven't already. Ready. For each of these episodes, we also held our Friday Night Fight stream and used both our teams from the show and teams that you guys submitted around our Spotlight Pokemon on the ladder. And these streams are just a lot of fun, and we really look forward to the Friday Night Fight for August. Now, another month does bring another great Pokemon to Spotlight. Messer Engine, who will we be showcasing this month? I'm glad you asked, because this month, our special Pokemon comes at the request of a first-time emailer, Zach. Zach writes, Hey guys, my name's Zach, and I live in Fort Wayne, Indiana, just a couple hours north of Jolly, actually. I've been listening to your podcast for a couple of months or so, and I absolutely love the content. I've never done a Nuzlocke myself, but I'm seriously considering playing along when you get around to Kalos. In the meantime, I was wondering if you might consider doing a spotlight show on my favorite psychic fairy girl, Gardevoir. People tend to give me strange looks of bewilderment when I tell them that Gardevoir is my all-time favorite Pokemon, and I just want others to see what an awesome Pokemon she is from design to lore to usability. Thanks for taking the time to read this. You guys are awesome. So, Zach, surprise! We're totally going to do it! Thank you so much for writing in. You are not alone in your love of your sweet princess fairy girl. Celeste also really loves Gardevoir. She's streaming tonight. Otherwise, she'd totally be hanging out uh, with us on this spotlight. Yeah, so at the request of Zach and also the very vehement request of our dear friend Celeste and also Flame and Air of the Blastburn Radio community, also a big fan of Gardevoir. For August's Showdown Spotlight, we are focusing on Gardevoir and primarily we will be focusing on Mega Gardevoir. Now, Gardevoir is classified as the Embrace Pokemon. She is really interesting in that she's a Pokemon that has changed quite a bit since her initial inception, while still remaining very true to the core concept of Gardevoir. Uh, she was originally a pure Psychic-type Pokemon, and she gained the secondary typing of Fairy in Generation 6 when it was introduced. Uh, Gardevoir is number 282 in the National Pokedex. She was introduced in Generation 3 in Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, and she is the 
third stage of the Ralts line, evolving from Curlia at level 30. Uh, in Generation 4, the Ralts line became a split evolution line, with male Curlia having the options to evolve into my sweet baby boy Gallade by Shiny Stone. Gardevoir measures 5 foot 3 and weighs 106.7 pounds. Now, Pokedex entries for Gardevoir tend to revolve around her loyalty. In Sapphire, the Pokedex states that Gardevoir has the psychokinetic power to distort the dimensions and create a small black hole. The Pokemon will try to protect its trainer, even at the risk of its own life. Ooh. Well, in Emerald, her entry states, it apparently does not feel the pull of gravity because it supports itself with psychic power. It will give its life to protect its trainer. I don't I don't know why the Pokedex is so focused on Gardevoir dying. I wish they'd fucking knock it off. <laughs> uh, Gardevoir has access to a really interesting and useful suite of abilities. Gardevoir gets access to Synchronize, which causes any status that's applied to it to be applied to its opponent as well. This ability also has a support usage in that it causes wild Pokemon to have a 50% chance to share the nature of the synchronized user when it's the lead Pokemon in the party. So if you're ever hunting for a particular nature, having a synchronized Ralts, Curlia, Gardevoir, or Abracadabra, Alakazam is usually in your, your best interest. Gardevoir also has access to Trace, uh, of course, which allows it to copy its opponent's ability. Gardevoir's hidden ability is telepathy, allowing it to avoid all damage from its allies' attack in doubles battles, which is super fucking useful. Lastly, when Gardevoir Mega evolves, it gains the ability Pixelate, which causes all normal-type moves to become a fairy-type move and grants them a 20% boost. Yeah, Pixelate is fucking brutal. All of the the eight or eyes abilities, so Pixelate, Galvanize, Refrigerate, they're they're fucking wonderful. <laughs> How do you feel about Gardevoir, uh, Messer Engine? What are your impressions of this Pokemon? I I really dig it from a uh, a visual design standpoint. I always really liked that. It had a very feminine feel to the design in its final stage, even though you could have like a baby boy Ralts. I think that's one of the reasons Celeste really likes it as well. I really dig to that both its its final form, both Gardevoir and Mega Gardevoir, look like a princess uh, and that Glade looks like a knight. I think that is is really, really neat as somebody who's big into like European medieval fantasy. So yeah, I, I really dig it from a visual sense, and I haven't gotten a ton of opportunity to use it, as we are going to talk about its kind of status in the meta, particularly its mega form. Puts it kind of in a limbo spot, but we'll discuss that a little more uh, in a little bit. But yeah, all in all, I, I really dig it. It's a real cool Pokemon. That's cool. I... I have mixed feelings about Gardevoir. I, I definitely agree with you that from a design standpoint, it's a really fantastic Pokemon. Like it's it's got a very distinct and identifiable identity. And that's followed it again from its very earliest days all the way to its mega form. And it's it's a very attractive Pokemon, and that's really cool. But from a usability standpoint, when they introduced it in generation three. I was just immediately struck by, oh, so it's a new shittier Alakazam. Why would I use this one instead of Alakazam? And the answer was, you you wouldn't and you didn't. <laughs> if you were going for a pure psychic type, Alakazam was faster and had more special attack. And if you were worried about the special defense, then what the fuck were you doing here? Like, what, what even are you doing? Spoons. But 
they did succeed in giving Gardevoir more of its own identity when they gave it fairy typing in Generation 6. So I think they really they really hit on something there. And now, you know, both Gardevoir and Alakazam have Megas. And while there's still definitely comparisons drawn between the two, they're, they're distinct from each other. They're different Pokemon. And so I really, really appreciate that about the more modern usage. Although, then they immediately turned around and introduced Tapu Lele. But again, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Gardevoir's place in the, the metagame. Uh, Gardevoir is a Pokemon with a lot of variety. And as such, it's relevant in a variety of different metagames. Starting with base Gardevoir and, and starting with singles, Gardevoir is a staple of the rarely used metagame that we ventured into last month with Snorlax. Uh, her high special attack and her great offensive typing make her a terror to switch into, and she's a large part of why Dewblade is such a constant in the RU tier. She also has great special bulk and a support move pool that includes great options such as Healing Wish, which is a move that allows a low health Gardevoir to sacrifice itself to restore a teammate to full health. Trick, which allows her to swap items with the opponent and potentially wreak havoc on an opposing strategy, and Will-O-Wisp, which allows her to spread burns and cripple opposing physical attackers. Even with access to Will-O-Wisp, however, Gardevoir's prognosis against physical threats, it's not great. Uh, her defense stat is abysmal. Magnifying this problem, her speed is lackluster, allowing her to be outsped by many threats without the speed-boosting Choice Scarf. Most commonly and rarely used, Gardevoir will run with that Choice Scarf, switch in on anticipated special attacks, and either fire off a powerful stab, Psy Shock, or Moonblast, or attempt to trick her Scarf onto an opponent that will not appreciate being Choice Locked. But yeah, Gardevoir is very good in the RU tier, but it is rarely used for a reason. But that's not all. When she Mega Evolves, there's a whole lot of fun to be had. Not in you, not in you, you though. Uh, she's actually living in the ban list for the UU tier, which essentially means that she would be UU by usage, but is considered to be too powerful and centralizing in that tier and can only therefore legally be played in OU or higher, where she definitely, uh, spoilers, has a much harder time. Now, Mega Gardevoir's stats are more than good enough to hang in OU. That's, that's not the issue. Her special attack is disgustingly high, and the 20 points of speed she gains upon Mega Evolution is definitely a, a welcome gift, though it's still not exactly uh, blistering fast. Mega Gardevoir suffers uh, from the same problem that many other Megas do, which is simply that you're limited to one. So... For just about everything that you would use a Mega Gardevoir for, there's another Mega that can do it better. Or a non-Mega that performs as well and saves you your Mega, Mega Evolve slot. As an example, you'll almost always choose Mega Alakazam for his ability to outspeed. And if you're looking for a powerful special fairy threat, Tapu Lele is immune to priority uh, by virtue of Psychic Terrain and is capable of running either Choice Specs or Scarf and leaves your Mega Slot free. That being said, Mega Gardevoir is still very usable in the OU tier. Pixelate Hyper Voice is the strongest Fairy-type attack in the game. Psychic does very respectable damage off of Mega Gardevoir's 165 base special attack, and Psyshock hits almost as hard on the physical side to prevent being stalled 
And in her last move slot, Mega Gardevoir can run Will-O-Wisp still, which is fantastic, to cripple those physical attackers. Taunt to prevent opposing support shenanigans or even Calm Mind if you want to attempt a sweep. She's weak against strong physical attacks and especially priority, and thus works well with partners who shore up these weaknesses. She partners very well with Tapu Lele, as Psychic Terrain prevents Bullet Punch from ruining her day and boosts the power of her Psychic Stab, though doubling up on Psychic Fairy does compound your weakness to Ghost and Steel types. Mega Gardevoir appreciates team support, which helps its middling speed stat to outspeed and sweep. So Tailwind Support, which is a move that doubles the speed of allied Pokemon for three turns, can be provided from the likes of Zapdos or Mew. Sticky Webs, which is an entry hazard which reduces the speed of opposing Pokemon by one stage upon entering play, can be given from Pokemon such as Shuckle and Smeargle. And Paralysis from allies like Thunder Wave Rotom are all really helpful. Magnezone partners particularly well as it traps and eliminates Steel-type counters, and Pursuit users such as Bisharp are extremely helpful to eliminate checks such as Jirachi. Overall, in the OU metagame, Mega Gardevoir still packs a powerful punch that can be put a dent in the strongest Pokemon around, but her middling speed, poor defense, and better options for the one valuable Mega Slot on your team have her frequently passed over. So... Let's talk doubles, as I am by de facto the... Uh, you are now the doubles man. <laughs> the doubles guru. In doubles, in VGC, Mega Gardevoir suffers from many of the same drawbacks that plague her in singles, uh, which include her unfortunate speed tier and the cost of your valuable Mega Slot. But with proper team support, she can be a fucking monster. Uh, while Mega Gardevoir may lack a real niche in OU singles to set her apart from the competition, that niche is clearly defined and powerful in doubles play. In VGC, Mega Gardevoir is still not the most commonly used Pokemon, but it's attractive for one simple and potent reason. Pixelate Hyper Voice. With Pixelate, Hyper Voice becomes an effective base power 108 stab fairy move that hits both opponents and bypasses substitute. That is frightening. <laughs> uh, it's not without its downsides. Uh, one notable one is the fact that Pokemon with the ability Soundproof are immune to Hyper Voice, which allows the four times week Como-O immunity to your Fairy Stab, which is kind of funny, honestly. But Pixelate Hyper Voice gives Mega Gardevoir an immediate and powerful niche in the doubles meta. Now, just like in singles, Mega Gardevoir's middling speed is an impediment in doubles, but in doubles, it has a couple of sol possible solutions to remedy that shortcoming. While entry hazards such as sticky webs are far less viable in doubles than they are in singles, uh, just due to the fast-paced nature of doubles play, Tailwind is, if anything, far stronger due to no longer needing to waste a turn to swap. And Mega Gardevoir is frightening with Tailwind support. Zapdos in particular makes a great partner and provider of Tailwind support for Mega Gardevoir, as he threatens common foes that wall Gardevoir, such as Celesteela and Calm Mind Tapu Fini. In addition, in doubles, Mega Gardevoir is capable of running as slow as humanly possible and running Trick Room. Now, it's funny because in under Trick Room, Mega Gardevoir's speed is a hindrance in the opposite direction. She's generally much faster than most Trick Room abusers. Uh, however, with a speed-reducing nature and a zero IV, Gardevoir is still slow enough to outspeed many things under Trick Room. And as a not-super-common Trick Room setter, the element of surprise is potentially in your favor. Uh, VGC Mega Gardevoir will typically run Hyper Voice as its spammable spread stab attack, 
either Psychic or Psy Shock for Dual Stab, with Psychic favored for raw power and Psy Shock to hit special walls such as Amoongus physically. Mega Gardevoir will virtually always run Protect in doubles to scout opposing moves. That's not surprising. Almost everything runs Protect in VGC. And... The one additional slot can be used for utility or coverage. Moves such as Trick Room to reverse speed priority, Taunt to shut down opposing utility, Will-O-Wisp to shut down physical threats, Calm Mind to potentially set up, or coverage such as Hidden Power, Focus Blast, or Shadow Ball. All in all, all of the same problems exist for Mega Gardevoir in doubles that exist in singles, but she's much better equipped to deal with those problems and provide strong value regardless. She's got a buddy in VGC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, that and spread attacks. Spread attacks are so fucking important in VGC. It, it's not quite rock slide. There's no flinch chance, but it's still real fucking good. You heard it here, folks. Fight with friends, murder your enemies. Preferably both at the same time. Ideally. <laughs> now, as part of this show, we have both prepared teams centering around this month's Spotlight Pokemon in a relevant metagame. Uh, we'll include our teams in the show notes for this episode, and we'd absolutely encourage you to take them for a spin yourself on Pokemon Showdown. Messer Engine, why don't you tell us about your Gardevoir team and how you went about the process of building it? So this month is going to be a little different than most months. I Sometimes I get something in my head, and I just can't really let it go until I go do it. Uh, it's just a thing that follows me around in my whole life. And this month, uh, evidently, that was building my Showdown Spotlight team. So I was at work trying to figure out uh, in the back of my head while processing like really boring stuff how I was going to build this team. And when I got home, I decided that I needed a naming convention for this team that really fit Megaguard. And I decided that I wanted to name my Megaguard Var Guinevere. And from there, the the goal of life became strictly to build an Arthurian legend team with Pokemon for Arthur and Merlin, uh, Morgana, and a bunch of other central characters to that legend, which is really silly and should not ever be the basis for you building a competitive Pokemon team. I'm telling you that up front. Don't at me. Seriously, do not do it. But I did it anyway because it was fun and I actually really love the team. Uh, obviously we start off with Guinevere, our, our Mega Guard. It's got Pixelate because it's gotta. It's running a, a pretty traditional Mega Guard set. It's running Hyper Voice, Psy Shock, Focus Blast, and Will-O-Wisp. Uh, I really like Will-O-Wisp because that benefit from burning a physical threat doesn't just help Mega Guard defend herself. It helps her defend the rest of the team. And I think that's really, really valuable. So I decided to go with that instead of Taunt uh, or some other support options that I could have chosen. Uh, we have max investment in uh, special attack and speed with that little four points in special defense. From there, Guinevere needs her, her Arthur, Arthur Pendragon, which meant we needed a dragon Pokemon. And I... Again, uh, following the naming convention and just the, the, the visual look of everything, really wanted a dragon Pokemon that was not Zygarde. I know everyone can hate me. Zygarde's amazing. I could have run Colgate and it would have been great. But I don't think Guinevere has to brush her teeth. I don't think she has teeth. So we're actually running a Salamence in that spot. 
kind of just pulling from that uh, UU ban list. It's running Flynium Z. It's got Moxie for its ability. We're running Dragon Dance, Fly, Earthquake, and Dragon Claw so that we can have that great Z move fly for the murders, which actually surprises a lot of people. We are running max investment in attack and speed. No surprise there on Arthur with that little four points in special defense. It's also got a jolly nature because it's going to be real fast. People beat up on Salamence pretty hard, uh, as I learned while I was testing this team. And of course, no Arthurian legend would be complete without Merlin. We need a Merlin, guys. I really wanted to use Hoopa Unbound for this and didn't end up doing it. I ended up running Merlin as a Blacephalon uh, with choice specs uh, and Beast Boost, obviously. We're running Shadow Ball Overheat for that good, good fire stab damage. Hidden Power Grass and Trick. I have successfully used Trick to give somebody the specs and really piss them off, uh, which was real, real fun. Obviously, as our specs user, we want it to be as fast as possible and as deadly as possible. We're running a max investment in special attack and speed with that little bit in special defense. Are you noticing like a pattern here? I am. Uh, its nature is timid, even though I don't think Merlin would be timid. I, I'm not that dedicated to making this n- non-ideal. Adamant Merlin. Adamant Merlin, goddammit. We decided not to do that. Next, we needed some defensive threats because we, frankly, have a very, very frail core so far. And everybody knows defense is what I do. It's like my thing. So we brought out one of my favorite Pokemon. And I know you think it's Chansey, but I could not think of a giant egg to go into this legendary team that we were building so we got a ferrothorn i love ferrothorn he's real good we named him ector uh, after the gentleman who raised king arthur at the behest of merlin he's running them lefties which should not be a surprise he's got iron barbs as his ability and we're running power whip leech seed protect and stealth rock which is honestly my favorite set to use on ferrothorn because it is a it is obnoxious as shit uh, and it gets the job done. Hector is sassy. That sassy Ferrothorn running a max investment in HP, a 92 EV in defense and 164 in special defense. Just a little bit of a mix there to give its defenses uh, the little extra pizzazz that it needs. And we went on to a second defensive threat uh, because... Honestly, Ferrothorn is real good at handling handling physical stuff, but special and particularly fire is not really a great time for him. So we brought out Toxapex. We named it Morgana. We gave it a black sludge with regenerator. So it's just the hateful creature that just keeps on giving. And we taught it Haze, Recover, Scald, and Toxic. It is definitely my Toxic install. I sent a replay to Jolly the other day of me Basically winning a match on just my defensive Pokemon in a three-quarters dead Salamence against a guy who had five Mon left. Like, he had beaten me soundly, and I just wiped the floor with him uh, with my defensive options, which was real fun. We are running 248 EVs in HP, 252 in special defense, and 8 in defense. And for our last slot, what Arthurian Legend team would be complete without a Lancelot? Gotta have one. And I'll tell you, this was my hardest slot to fill because I was 
it was 11.30, 11.45, and I was extremely pissed off that I felt that there was no Pokemon in the OU metagame that was sufficiently sexy enough to be Lancelot. This was an actual thing that went through my head for a period of 45 minutes. And eventually, I had to settle on something. So we chose an Excadrill because it's got a little helmet and everything. He looks like a knight. And we, we decided to go with that. Our, our Lancelot is running a, a choice scarf. He's, he's as fast as a, a mole can, can be. And he's got mold breaker. He is running earthquake, iron head, rapid spin and rock slide so that we can clear those hazards out if we need to. And he is running a max investment in attack and speed. He is jolly like my co-host with that good four in special defense. Utilizing this team has been a lot of fun because I think this is going to be real silly. The color scheme of the team really makes me happy. It's all kind of like lighter pastel colors and whites and things like that, with the exception of Excadrill. And it fits so well on theme, and the Pokemon really embody their nicknames, and that makes me real happy. Uh, I've used it on the OU ladder for some significant testing, and while it's definitely not the best team I've ever put together, it certainly has some some holes. I've really enjoyed using it. I think my my OU ladder standing is around 1,400 or a little under. And I managed to keep it abouts there uh, in my win-loss ratio. So I didn't just tank with the team once I pulled it out. And we weren't low enough on the ladder where we were just facing, like, jokes. Some of these people I were playing were really fucking good. So overall, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. I'm excited to show it to you guys during the Friday night fight. You guys are all going to be like WTF Mez? What the fuck? That's not how you build a Pokemon team. But god damn it, I got I got a fucking I got a Merlin man, and he's he's a gumdrop wizard, and I love him. Now, Messer Engine, how fucking angry were you that Aegis Lash is an Uber? Uh, I was very very upset. <laughs> No joke. I was like, uh, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah. The no joke, guys. It was 45 minutes of being like, there isn't anything sexy enough on this list. Uh, not that Pokemon have ever been super sexy, but I was like, it just isn't anybody. I'm very relieved that you're not one of the people who finds certain Pokemon genuinely sexy, especially since we're doing a Gardevoir episode. Thank you, Messer Engine. <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, but I was like, man, in the legend, you know, one of you like has an affair with this guy. Like who on this list would she have an affair with? And I'm like, mm, most of these are a big fucking no. <laughs> Incineroar. He's a bad, bad boy. <laughs> he is a bad, bad boy. I, Lancelot never struck me as a, uh, a, f- a foil of a professional wrestler though. Uh, you're just not reading it right. I fucking guess not. <laughs> well, thank you, Messer Engine. Your team actually sounds really interesting. I was kind of I was kind of rolling my eyes a little bit when you said you were building another theme team, but that actually turned out pretty well. Uh yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes I just get those names in my head and then I can't stop. That's how you end up with fucking Frankenberry. <laughs> fucking Booberry. Oh shit. Alright, well, I decided once again to build for doubles, to build for VGC. I am working hard to become your VGC consultant, even though I'm very terrible at it. But less terrible than last time, I think. This has actually turned out really, really well. So, 
For my team, I also started with our, our Mega Gardevoir, Shiny Girl. And considering that we are currently in the main Blastburn Radio series running havoc with a Gallade named Arnold, I felt like it was only appropriate to name our Gardevoir Helga. So we have Helga the Mega Gardevoir. Her ability pre-Mega Evolution is Trace, which... A lot of people neglect that decision. They say, what does it fucking matter what her ability is before she mega evolves? She's going to mega evolve and it's going to change anyway, right? I I legitimately, I shit you not, and Mess is my witness because I shared the replay with him. I won a game earlier yesterday based solely upon coming in with Trace. It was nuts. I, I came in on an Incineroar and a Milotic with competitive. I traced the competitive and then got hit by the Intimidate, so it gave me two boosts in my special attack. It was disgusting. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, Trace pre-Mega Evolution, Pixelate obviously after. And for our Mega Gardevoir, we gave her a moveset of, of Hyper Voice, Psy Shock, Protect, and we left our support move slot briefly blank we weren't sure what to put there yet so we came back to that but we'll get there so almost max investment in hp actually max investment in special attack modest and with just a little bit of investment in speed now i actually kind of came into this and i immediately had a core of three in mind and the second of those three is zapdos our big bird who is going to provide tailwind support again in doubles gardevoir really thrives in in Tailwind and also in Trick Room. And I just built a Trick Room Reliant team last month for Snorlax. So I decided, okay, let's build around Tailwind this time. So we brought in Big Bird the Zapdos, Pressure Ability Electrium Z for its item to get that big dick Gigavolt Havoc off, rocking the moveset Tailwind, Roost, Thunderbolt, and Heatwave. Uh, he's rocking a custom EV spread, one that I found on Peakalytics. Once again, if you're new to VGC, if you're looking to figure out what works well together, how it works, be sure to check out Peakalytics.com. They're a great resource for what other people are using in the meta. But specifically, it is a bold-natured Zapdos, which is a negative attack plus defense with investment in HP defense, special defense, and speed. And Big Bird's whole job is to get Tailwind up, to roost to keep himself alive so he can keep it up continually, and then to fire off that good Electrium Z Thunderbolt to blow something the fuck up. Now, our third Pokemon that we knew coming in we definitely wanted to use is a favorite of mine from last month's team, and just a favorite of mine in general it's Incineroar, guys. She's back. China is back. And China is an amazing Pokemon in the VGC 2018 meta. The combination that she has of, of bulk, of offensive potency, of intimidate, fake out, knock off, U-turn. She is made to thrive in the VGC meta. Um, but yeah, we have our female shiny Incineroar rocking the assault vest, fake out, knock off, flare blitz, and U-turn. She is adamant natured. Max investment in attack, a lot of investment in HP, and then a fair amount of investment in speed as well, which is really, really important because when I lead with China and I have a Mega Gardevoir, whether I'm leading with it or whether it's on the bench, people have to question, is this going to be a Trick Room team, right? 
because Incineroar is very frequently used in Trick Room, and Mega Gardevoir sets it. So we put a little bit of uncertainty in their minds. And more importantly, when they're also leading with an Incineroar, it ensures that my fake out goes first. Because most people don't invest in any speed in their Incineroar, because why would they? They're going to set up Trick Room. We're not setting up Trick Room, we're setting up Tailwind. So that little bit of speed investment has been really, really important in my playtesting. Now, from there, I had to decide what else we were going to build into that was going to support the team in doing the types of things we want them to do. So the next Pokemon that we picked up was actually, we doubled down and picked up a second Tailwind Setter. Again, not a decision I probably would have made if I was going to make one big change to this team to make it more competitively viable, I would build it with Trick Room on our Mega Gardevoir and build it with two modes so that we can run Tailwind or Trick Room to win. I, I chose not to do that this time and I don't regret it, but that's probably the big change in philosophy I would make if I was trying to actually ladder. And we actually, for our second Tailwind setter, we picked up a Kartana. We named him Ninja Star. Our Kartana is rocking Leaf Blade, Sacred Sword, Smart Strike, for Steel Stab and Tailwind. And that Smart Strike is really important because it allows Ninja Star to absolutely destroy opposing fairies, of which there are a lot, a lot, a lot. And the Sacred Sword lets it destroy opposing Steel types, which threaten our Mega Gardevoir. It's adamant natured with max investment in attack and HP. And we gave Ninja Star the Flynium Z for Z Tailwind. This didn't actually strike me as a bad idea because I'm almost never going to run both Big Bird and Ninja Star on the same group of four. I have a couple of times when I've gotten certain reads, but for the most part, it's one or the other. So it's not a wasted item. And Z Tailwind sets up your Tailwind and also counts as a focus energy. So then suddenly Ninja Star is just critting all over the fucking place. And without any speed investment, his natural speed means he outspeeds fucking everything under Tailwind. It's, it's incredible. From there... I wanted to build into something that was going to give us some really good options to, to spread hit alongside our Mega Gardevoir. And ultimately, the mom we wound up picking to help with that is Mustachio, our Landorus. Not Landorusarian. He's not the cat. It's just a plain old Lando. Rocking Sand Force for his ability, which is the only ability, unfortunately, that's currently street legal, as it were, in VGC. Sheer Force Lando has not been released yet in Generation 7. Uh, he's holding the Choice Band for that big dick damage. Uh, rocking Rock Slide, Superpower, Earthquake, and U-Turn. And again, very, very little speed investment, adamant natured, and he's going to get outsped a lot outside of Tailwind. But with Tailwind up, he's faster than everything and hits like a monster truck. He's honestly probably carrying the least weight on this team, but he still has the potential to be incredibly useful. And I actually thought about replacing him. I couldn't think of anything that would fill that slot better. So Mustachio's doing good, good work. Uh, and lastly, we brought back another favorite from our Snorlax team. We brought back Ariel, the Tapu Fini. Uh, holding the wiki berry for recovery uh, with the moveset muddy water moonblast calm mind and protect she is modest natured with max investment in special attack quite a bit of investment in speed and quite a bit of investment in hp and Ariel gives us a couple of really important things, but but mostly just gives us another win condition is really just the biggest thing. I mean, obviously, Misty Terrain is important, and it's funny because in this team, 
I'm not really scared of the burns. So the misty terrain is really more important in overriding opposing terrain than it is for its own sake. Cause I'm not really super duper vulnerable to, um, dragon type moves either, uh, but it is useful. And Ariel's able to come in, calm mind up and just murder with muddy water. So very useful. The water coverage is real useful. Ariel ninja star in China. Give us a fire, water, grass core. It works real well. Finally, I had to go back and I had to fill that support move slot on Helga. And ultimately, I decided to fill it with Calm Mind for her as well. Again, probably not the best decision. If I, It's one of those things that if I was really trying to ladder, I would probably go back and change to something else. But again, people are always concerned that it's going to be Trick Room in that spot. And that actually gives Helga more opportunities than I would have thought to set up a Calm Mind. And after a Calm Mind, that hyper voice is brutal. I've done a lot of playtesting. Helga hits real hard. This whole team is really good. And I really love the fact that Mega Gardevoir is not just on it. She really is central to it. And she puts in the work to make to make the dream work, as it were. Uh, the core of three that we started with, Helga, Big Bird, and China, they make this team function. I, I very rarely do not have all three of them in the four-man squad. And it works real well. I'm very pleased with it. Yeah, it seems real, real cool. I always like watching BGC matches because I play none of them. Uh, and it's so different than singles. Yeah, it's it's an entirely different metagame. And there's a lot of things to wrap your, your head around in making that transition. But it's really cool. I like it a lot. Maybe we'll have to like put together a, a Blast Burn Radio goes to regionals or, or something of that nature for the, the 2019 season. We'll have to make it happen. All you peeps, get your, your Pokemon League champion stuff done in the Discord. Do it. We'll have a, have a league championship. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, those are our teams. And again, uh, they're going to be in their export forms in uh, Pokey Pace in the show notes of today's episode. So be sure to take those. You can import them from text into Pokemon Showdown on your PC or mobile device. And you can take them for a test drive yourself and see what you like, what you don't like, what you would do differently. Also, don't forget to build your own Gardevoir-centric teams, whether you want to build those teams for rarely used, uh, for Mega Gardevoir, for overused, or for VGC 2018, if you build a Gardevoir-centric team and submit it to us by email, we will use it on the Friday Night Fight. Now, generally, our Pokemon Showdown Spotlight Friday Night Fight stream is on the third friday of every month however in august that's actually finale week for series four so we've got a whole lot of stuff going on that week already to make sure that our competitors have plenty of time to prepare our teams to take on cynthia and the Sinnoh elite four we are pushing the friday night fight stream back one week and we will be live on friday august 24th over on my channel, twitch.tv slash jollybynature for the showdown spotlight stream so be sure to tune in Oh, yeah, and uh, have no doubt that finale week is the week where we're all doing contests and weeping. Like, be prepared for that. It's coming. Yeah, yeah, I'm not looking forward to the dancing round of Sinnoh contests. Uh, I was looking at all the stuff for it this week, and I was like, fuck my life. Why was I the one who insisted we leave this in this generation? <laughs> Now, guys, even better news, at least if you enjoy this content, you will also get a second Showdown Spotlight this month. For break week between series, we're going to put up a Showdown Spotlight episode. So we will air our second August episode the same weekend as the Friday Night Fight stream. You can expect that to go live on Sunday, August 26th. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, do you want to tell them what we're doing this month since it's a little bit of a, a, a fun showdown spotlight for our second episode? Yeah, yeah. So this month we decided, oh, we, we just need to fill a little gap between Series 4 and Series 5. So we're filling our little gap with a little cup. Oh yeah, it's Chimchar time. You heard it here. You're not getting the full ape. You're just getting the chimp. But uh, it's going to be real good. I'm looking forward to it. Cameron, send in your goddamn team. <laughs> now, guys, be sure to email us and get at us. Let us know which Pokemon you'd like to see a spotlight in September. And send in your Gardevoir-centric teams for us to use on the Friday Night Fight stream later this month. You can send those emails to BlastBurnRadio at gmail.com or get at the show on Twitter or Facebook at BlastBurnRadio. Now, as always, you can follow me personally at BBR Jolly on Twitter. I'm at Engine. And don't forget to check out Mythic Portal Games for all of your online role-playing assets. They are on the Roll20 Marketplace, and they are partnered with Astral VTT, which is the dopest virtual tabletop on the market. Now, be sure to follow the show at Blastburn Radio on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on what all of our hosts are doing all around the web. Uh, I do want to thank everyone for joining us today. I want to give a very special thank you, as always, to our Battle Boy Messer Engine for Blastburn Radio. I am Jolly by Nature. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. See you next time, folks.